Alright, so we had some technical difficulties going through the first shit. So we we back it's twenty twenty. Um I know I've been gone for a while, but hey, I'm back now. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm back now. And I, I just you know, just life was happening, so I had to take a break for a while. And, you know, so we gonna go ahead and start it off, you know, it's Jack Antics where we jacked up on taking the antics for everything else and we have a guest we have a guest um i'll let him introduce himself say your show, socials hey uh, not social but social you have social medias i, I got one social media account. oh well instagram then yeah yeah, yeah my ig uh this is janal uh been uh knowing this cat for many years we feel old but we still young and we're gonna continue to keep on doing it uh again my name is janal instagram is j underscore now j underscore n-a-u-l yeah, yeah boy yeah, so <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and get this started and we just since this is a decade show i should have had streamers streamers yeah yeah wait you having a birthday on me uh i guess so Happy birthday, bitch. <laughs> hey, we should have uh, that Tyler Creator sketch playing in the background. That would be fire. That, that should that be fire. Happy birthday, bitch. So you going to give me a birthday present on my birthday? birthday, on my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> and he hit that he hit them with, the, uh, with the cup. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, we, we talk about tech, gaming, and anime. This is the decade show. Indeed. So we want to talk about... Uh, Take over the last ten years, games and anime over the last past ten years. So, mm-hmm. so with that being said, what technological advances that you think we made in the past ten years? Yeah, I think the most, a couple of the most notable technological advances I've seen is um, one with uh, computer processing. Um, technology, it seems, it seems the farther that um, we get through time. The faster technology evolves, it was crazy. Um, for example, not only with uh, graphics processing, uh, certain other things like physics engines, um, even the fidelity of video games, even the the quality of the um, technology. For example, like uh, 1080 1080p was uh, was quality. That was the quality quality TV back in 2010. Now we got 4K, 8K. Uh, we got processors that can handle. We got eight core processors that can handle things that even a high-end PC at the beginning of 2010 can't do. So I think uh, computer, pretty much computer hardware as a technology point, from a technology standpoint, has advanced so much to me. Um, Another thing would be uh, definitely social media. Um, At first it was like a novelty, starting off at 2010. Every, for example, like you would have a you have a social media view as like a college student or right. high school teacher or something like high school teacher high school student <laughs> rather, but yeah they, they had that too. What you yeah know. yeah everybody had it, but it wasn't really like a big big deal. Now in order for you to be a prominent member of society like an influencer or a celebrity, it is required that you have at least one or two social medias and you keep them up to date. You got to be verified. You got to post constantly in order to stay relevant it's all in right. the in the sake of relevance social media has driven has pushed itself to the forefront of networking because you know if it doesn't happen on social media did it really happen 
It never happened. <laughs> it never happened. No face, no case. No, no face, no case, man. It's <laughs> like the the old philosophy: if if a tree falls in the forest when nobody around, didn't make a sound. Did you hear it? If you didn't hear it, then it probably didn't happen. And that, but that's the same thing. That, that's saying the same thing, though. Mm-hmm. It did make a sound, but you just didn't hear it. You just didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. just because you know that it, if people don't see stuff, don't you know? Don't worry about it. Exactly. Isn't it that's just the social media age we live in. Yeah. So man. you know, social media processors, uh, phones as well. Yeah. Phones man. as well, definitely from like from the early 2010s. Um, you know, people had sidekicks, razors, exactly, razors, <coughs> all that stuff. Smartphones were just starting to become the norm. Like smartphones right. were still kind of new at the beginning of 2010, at the beginning of this decade. And uh, as we've gotten, as we've gotten farther in, the smartphones have become ubiquitous. If you don't have a smartphone, then you probably don't have a phone. Yeah, and now they like slapping two screens on everything. Exactly. You saw the new razor, they slapped the screen on there. Mm-hmm. They slapped the a, a second screen on a laptop. Mm-hmm. We got the Galaxy Fold, which is basically a long screen comprised of two screens. They just, shit, it just seems like these days you just throw throw some screens on that bitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's pretty much what it is, man. Now, it, it gone from like, we pretty like somewhat technologically advanced mm-hmm. to now it just, Oh, we we trying to we really trying to be the Jetsons yeah. right out here. Yeah, we they they we're really seeing technology being pushed to its limits, and it's it's amazing on, and scary too yeah. at the same time. And yeah, it's very frightening, crazy because um especially with the way Google tracks you, man. You know if you search something, you mess around and search something, it'll pop up on as an advertisement. Yeah, so. Yeah, it, it, it that's it what it is now, bro. British. Like, bro, we walk outside, they they can see us, so it don't matter. Yeah, bro. They <laughs> like it does not matter. Yeah, man. Then everything's localized. So if you go to one place, if you're living in one place for a little bit, you get ads sent sent to your phone centralized around the, the local businesses. Yeah. But if you come back to another place, you'll start to get ads before you even you don't even have to change your address or anything. They just GPS locations. It's crazy. Hey you. Hey man, we, we, we live in a land, we adapt, and that's just the way of life. Indeed, indeed. And turn your GPS off. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, a proud sponsor of Null Enterprises. Null Enterprises. Turn that shit off. <laughs> Poor five. <laughs> oh wow. Oh wow. Alright, so you know, that's that's technology in the past ten years. So we, we we go to the next thing, and that'll be gaming. And gaming mm-hmm. has advanced. Man. So once you you said about the processors mm-hmm. from 8K, 4K. Um, I remember when 1080P was the biggest thing out. Yeah. Um. So, so now, we 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 look back on all the games mm-hmm. and see does it still hold up in in your eyes, like. Yeah. So so we'll go about let's let's, let's let's make a top top five yeah of games okay um I say for mine came out twenty ten um God of War three God of War three classic definitely classic, classic hack and slash man yeah you know he had the blood everywhere it's gory he beat up Poseidon he beat up Zeus yeah. man especially really? at the end where he gave Zeus them hands yeah and then you can keep pressing the buttons yeah. it was it was crazy because I thought if you didn't if you 
stop pressing them, then you lose. But then it went on for like three minutes, and I just stopped, and then the credits rolled. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, Kratos is the quintessential badass of the of this decade, not just this decade, of last decade, which kind of uh, starts me off to my um, my next my one of my top fives for this for this decade is God of War 2017, the um, the sequel to God of War three and the kind of series revamp. They took the God of War formula not only turned it on his head, they crunk it up to 10 as well. They, um, the set pieces, the action set pieces are amazing. I can, um, his fight with Balder at the beginning where he, where they basically changed the landscape. They were, they, when you fighting so hard, you're making earthquakes. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. It's just like a, it's just like an epic story combined with some, some, uh, nuanced gameplay that kind of it just kind of reels you in and you it's one of those games that you can play for you can play for an hour or you can play for 10 hours but you're still gonna no matter how long you play it you're still gonna enjoy it until the very end right right um yeah even though it's not on my top five it's still a great game to play from the valkyries that you have to face at the Mm -hmm. end and now that in some way that i believe like this is what this is what i'm getting at with the next because you know it's going to be another God of War game of course it's going to have to something dealing with the Valkyries because they they, if you're into like Norse mythology Mm -hmm. the Valkyries play some type of big role of the uh, end of the world Mm -hmm. yep Ragnarok yeah so um, I'm see what I want to see what they're going to how they're going to have the Valkyries and what you did did Mm -hmm. you did you pursue the Valkyries as DLC content or not yeah. Um, to go yeah. into the next uh, game. Yeah, kind of like what X- XCOM did. XCOM kind of did that. Uh, not gonna get too deep into it, but the the XCOM remake that came out. Uh, they they made the X the second story for XCOM two. They made it based on how many players beat the first game. If a lot of players beat the first game, then XCOM two was gonna be an entirely different game. But that's what they based the story around upon. It, and it's, it'll be kind of creative if that's the way they go. Um, another thing I would like to see is like, uh, you know, uh, Kratos' son, uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Boy. He um, apparently he's Loki. So I want to see where I want to see where that goes. Right. Right. Facts. So that that's your uh, top pick for for the year. Yep. Got a war twenty seventeen. So my second one is probably gonna be is way off from yours. Uh, is Persona Five. Okay. And the reason why I picked that game is because I don't play games like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those styles of dungeon crawlers and it's turn-based like some of the other uh, uh, Shimigami Tensei games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't play that style of gaming, the mm-hmm. JRPG. So it is, it is appalling that I love this game so much. <laughs> <laughs> From the music being all jazzy, yeah. The music is jazzy. The story is uh, great because it's telling of a you know high school student and he's falsely accused of something that he mm-hmm. didn't do, and yeah. now he's you know yeah. yeah. Then he got superpowers, and now he got a team of Avengers, and they they stealing hearts out here. Yeah, they stealing hearts. Yeah. But it's it just the fact that the fact that I am so removed from playing those type of games mm-hmm. that I got drugged in to playing that that type of game. That that's why it's on my top five list. 
Yeah, man. I've always been a per- I've always been a fan of the Persona series, but I never got a chance to play before this because uh, before this one, uh, the other ones were on like the first one came out like on the original PlayStation. I didn't have one. Uh, Persona Two, I think, came on out on PlayStation as well. Three and four were PSP games, <clears throat> and um, before came out with like a special edition, but I never ended up picking that one up. So, but I but I always played um I played Shimagami Tensei, um, Megaten the MMO way back in the day, which was pretty much, um, pretty much just an online version of a Shimagami Tensei game, and just kind of explain going, for some you know for the listeners they probably not don't even know. Oh yeah, like an MMO is like a a massively multiplayer online game, an MMO RPG kind of like World of Warcraft or. Um, or if you Final Fantasy Online, things of that nature. It's kind of like if you watch South Park, that episode where they're playing that game and they're sitting at the computer. Oh, you're talking about the episode where the Butters had the little aluminum foil mask? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of that that type of game where you're online with your friends and you're doing quests and things like that. It's kind of like that, but with the Shimagami Tensei style. Now going from that and then playing this, because the thing about the um, the Shimagami Tensei series is that they use a lot of the same concepts, like the um, all the all the monsters and the art style is completely. They're all the same. It's just they they tell different stories with it. So with Persona Five having that kind of that kind of nostalgic uh, throwback to what I used to play, on top of being a turn-based strategy strategy game, strategy game, hmm. tongue twister, ain't it? <laughs> Indeed, but uh, being that type of game and just kind of bring me back to the old days when you when I used to play Pokemon nonstop and kind of taking that and kind of re re uh, wrapping it into that Persona Five nuanced. Uh, RPG, it was it was amazing, great experience. Ten out of ten, would do again. Uh, if you've ever played RPG in your life, Persona Five is for you. Facts, because I I was I was telling you to get that game from when it first started when it first came, came out. out. Yeah, and I was like, bro, you gotta get this game. Got to. And, and the fact that I kept on act, telling you, it's like, bro, you gotta get this game. Yeah. And when you finally got it, you understood why. Exactly. I love that yes. so much. Yeah, because you don't even you. Uh, it's rare to see you play an RPG kind of like that. Like I've seen you play like Kingdom Hearts and uh, things of that nature. But Monster I never, Hunter and all that type of stuff. Yeah, and Monster I barely play Monster Hunter. Man, Monster Hunter is. Yeah, so what, what's your number two, bro? My number two, since we're on the topic of RPGs, definitely going to have to, I'm going to take it all the way back to 2010. I'm going to go with Mass Effect 2. Now, um, and play the Mass Effect game, but okay. You got to, you got to, man. You got to, you got to. Because um, this game, for uh, for those of us that had PlayStation 3 back then, uh, you and I both know Mass Effect 1 was an Xbox 360 exclusive. So Mass Effect 2 was our first taste of what Bioware could do with that kind of sci-fi world. So it was, it's an immersive game. First of all, for 2010, uh, the graphics were amazing. I, I Don't quote me on this, but I think that game still holds up today if we were to put it against, if we were to put it against some of the AAA titles because it was pushing boundaries with how amazing that game was. The the facial structures and the lip syncing 
as well as with the um as with um the story and just the just the, the way they designed everything kind of made that game that game put itself into a league of its own uh along with you having a completely customizable character and psychic powers and some of the craziest gadgets that this galaxy that anybody in the galaxy could come up with that game is that yeah that's but but going from from that mass effect game this is a side note going from that mass effect game to mass effect andromeda would you say they dropped off bioware dropped off or Mm -hmm. or their or their performance was either subpar from what they what they had usually bring to the table mm-hmm. or it just like they not even trying anymore i think what ended up happening was um i think they kind of ran out of steam it was kind of a misdirection because at the end of mass effect 3 it there they didn't really leave that much room for a sequel that's why mass effect andromeda takes place in an entirely different galaxy but i think they kind of lost themselves because what ended up happening was they had to change engines they were there were internal issues going on so I think they kind of they kind of it stopped being a passion and it kind of became just like a a tedious labor okay yeah okay because I uh, me speaking from the outside looking in because I like I said I never played a Mass Effect game I just wanted to get your opinion on just the reviews of Andromeda from the first trilogy Mm -hmm. that that you love so much and now it just now it seems like oh are they even trying yeah, because I played I played all three of the first Mass Effects. I played um, so what ended up happening with the PS3 was, uh, Mass Effect uh, Bioware released a trilogy with Mass Effect One, Two, and Three in it. Got that, played through Mass Effect One, uh, fell in love with it. Played Mass Effect Two again, fell in love with it. Played Mass Effect Three, ending eh, but still a good game. Now with Andromeda, they were trying to. I can see what they were trying to do. They were trying to advance. They were trying to make advancements while keeping that same feel. But what it seems like ended up happening was they just kind of they kind of overextended themselves. It okay. still has that same still has that same Mass Effect formula where you get the um you get your weapons and you can get your your power loadouts and things like that. And uh, they got the the skill trees, the techs, the tech, the um biotics and the uh and the kind of weapon based classes things of that nature but it just it feels like it feels like mass effect but it it lost its soul but still it the game looks amazing Dang, that's, that's pretty deep lost <laughs> its soul okay now my, my number three is is probably they probably lost their soul too as far as three <laughs> and the reason i picked that because it was so different at the time mm-hmm. of, of games for for its time. Mm-hmm. It was different for me from what I play usually play. So from the as, aspects of the hunting mm-hmm. um in the game that you can use bow and arrows for you can probably use the bow and arrow the whole game. Yeah, I, I did that. Yeah, yeah, you'll try hard, but that's I'm, that's okay. I'm just passionate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call it. All right. <laughs> um. Um. From, from the hunting and then if you say if you take over enemy camps they have like if they have animals and stuff mm-hmm. locked up it's just it's the whole interaction with the whole ecosystem yeah and 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 it was 
was such a big push for Far Cry 3. They had commercials with McLovin and all that stuff. You got to check those out. I if you haven't. It, 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 with Boz being, he kept on saying the definition of insanity. Man. And it, 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 it was so much. It was so much push for that game yeah. that it got stuck in your head and make you want to play that game. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what, man, I remember when it first came out. I bought it. I I bought it and played through it. And that monologue that you were talking about, the bad says, have you ever heard the definition of insanity? Insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and over and expecting something to change. And then he goes on the whole monologue. Then he then he kind of stops and says, have you ever heard the definition of, of insanity? That, for, I like, a dialogue like that hadn't really been... Brad, the voice actors, like Brad, the voice actors was amazing on yeah. that. Yeah, and and the fact that, the fact that I borrowed that game from you, matter of fact. Yeah, I, I didn't even buy it. I borrowed that game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fact that it's on my top top five. Yeah, that's I, that's how good that game is. That's the only game I know that. Well, it was the first game that kind of started that whole ecosystem stuff. Like, um. Like you're trying to take over a camp, and then you're you're aiming. Well, you got well Far Cry Two. What's the setup for Far Cry Three? A lot of people doesn't give Far Cry Two the credit mm-hmm. it deserves, even though it was the setup for Far Cry Three. And no. yeah, so but yeah, but Far Cry Three just took it to another an, level, an entirely new level, and it and it introduced a story that kind of it you weren't it was it was kind of like a it was kind of it played out kind of like a movie. Like, uh, like a vacation gone wrong, and it kind of immersed you in into the into some of the characters, and it kind of made you feel for the main character because his brother died and things like that. But yeah, man, Far Cry Three. If you ain't played it, play it. Don't play. It. <laughs> that's all you got. That's all I got to say, man. If you ain't play it, play it. What, play what it. are you talking? About? Play it, man. What's wrong with you? It's it's just a game, man. Just do it's it. A game. Like Mike. Like Mike. Like yeah. Speaking of um, yeah, speaking of just doing it, just doing it, I'm gonna uh, go with another, <clears throat> go go with another third installment of a of a franchise. It's a lot of threes on this. Yeah, yeah. It seems like three is the magic number for video games. It, it can like make it can make or break a game. Uh, a game's uh, really continuous. Yeah. But yeah. So my third. My um my next one is Witcher Three. Now I know you haven't played it. <laughs> you gonna play that bitch, bro? You gotta play that bitch. I'm telling you, bro. Like it's first of all, it's amazing. First of all, the story is kind of like a high fantasy setting in kind of this uh in kind of like 14th century uh Northern Europe, and it's it's a deep setting. You play a monster hunter named Geralt of Rivia. He's a Witcher. They're basically like mutated humans. They have yellow eyes. Um, they have animal-like senses. They regenerate fast. They're superhumanly strong, and they can live for like two hundred years. Basically, Wolverine. Yeah. So, so he's Wolverine. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. Wolverine in in fourteenth century high fantasy world, and pimp as well. I forgot to tell you about that. What does that have to do with anything? He's just pimping, man. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like um. So he has a lot, well, what I mean by pimping is he has a lot of girlfriends that you can uh, choose to romance throughout the story, which is neither here nor there, but it's just, it's just crazy 
how, and then on top of that, it's based off of a book. So they take the book, they take the character of Geralt, and they expound on it so far in the game. You get so attached to Geralt and the other characters throughout the game that when it when it's all said and done, you're like, man, this was amazing. And amazing. yeah, and they got a Netflix, <laughs> and they got a Netflix show out. Look it up. Go go watch The Witcher if you haven't. I'm gonna check it out. You know, I don't like uh, live adaptations, though. Yeah, man, but you got a, a, a video games or anime, especially anime, because, yeah. you know, they be doing that wrong. Yeah, but the good thing about this is, well, I think a good thing about it is, you know, The Witcher is based off a book. So, they, since it's already based off some standalone material, they could, it's not necessarily going to be based completely off the game. They're going to add some of the elements that were in the book that aren't in the game and uh, things like that. And so they got Henry Cavill in there. Uh, uh, anybody who's watched uh, Superman, Batman versus Superman, or Justice League, that the guy like that plays Superman. Like the anime series, Justice League, or the Batman versus Superman that just yeah, came li- out? The live action. The, the one that just came out, Batman versus Superman? Yeah. Bat- oh, the one when they had the same, but you know what this name? Yep. Martha. Yeah. yeah. Martha's yeah. son. Martha's son, Superman, is uh, the Witcher. And I, it surprised me because I didn't think he could play that, but he played he played that role. And the show's funny, it's funny, action packed, and it's and it kind of expounds on the Witcher world. So I think if you kind of uninitiated to the Witcher, watch the show. If you like the show, you're gonna enjoy the game. But play that shit. All right, all right. Um, so it goes into mine. Mine's is another hack and slash. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Mine's another hack and slash game. It's, it's another third installment to the game. Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, yeah. Now, Assassin's Creed 3 was a uh, ending story of Desmond, the guy that goes into the Animus and plays all these, all these different uh, people from set pieces in time. So he he had in his DNA he 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 was uh, Ezio he mm-hmm. was um, what was the other guy um, um, Altair Altair he was all of them mm-hmm. so this is the ending story in this ending of his story because spoiler alert he dies at the end mm-hmm. so um, just to save the world but this game was. The last great hack and slash game for a for a Assassin's Creed because the next few installments, no, that was not <laughs> hidden for me. I didn't want to be a pirate. No, the the next one after that was just poorly optimized. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get it right into a better direction until they got to Origins. Yeah. So, you know, for Origins, the Odyssey is a way better direction they're going than yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, Odyssey. You can. I've, I haven't played Origins yet, but I've played a lot of Odyssey. You can get lost in that game, like the way they did the um, the Grecian landscape is amazing. Um, they've got all the and they like what I like about the Assassin's Creed franchise is that they tie in expansive gameplay worlds with history. So it doesn't matter what Assassin's Creed you're in, you're gonna see you're gonna see like some stuff some stuff that actually happened like. In Odyssey, you're going around Greece. Origins, you're around Egypt. Assassin's Creed Three, you in the American Revolution. So exactly, your your dad was uh, 
was an Englishman mm-hmm. that somehow end up being a part of the Templars. Exactly. And you know, and you play as a Native American, mm-hmm. a named Connor, that's you know trying to, trying to trying to uh, seek out his father and see why. Uh, I think his mother got killed. You know, see why why his dad let his mother get killed. Yeah, and on top of that, you meet all types of crazy people like. People from history, like don't you meet Benjamin Franklin in the third one? Uh, I believe so. I I, I believe so. I gotta play it, play it again, cause you know they got a remaster for the PS4. Oh yeah, it's going down. It's going down. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> so so, what's your number four, then, Doc? Yeah, man, my number four. Since we're on the on the um on the topic of sword based gameplay, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about Monster Hunter World. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> because it's Monster Hunter World. Okay. All right. Well, why is this your number four? You have to say it like that. No, I'm not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but man, when I tell you, when I'm playing Monster Hunter World, it is amazing. Okay, so I never played a Monster Hunter game before. It's so oh, yeah, cause I told you to go get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I barely play it. Man, I play that game constantly. So it's basically like um, you basically playing as like a hunter. You hunt all these types of different animals, and they're not no they're not like regular. You're not you're not going out there hunting cheetahs and stuff. Dragons. You're hunting dragons, uh, T Rexes, something called but, a pookie pookie. I don't know what it is, but but they all some form of a lizard though. Yeah, they're all like reptilian. And they're huge, and it, it's like completely customizable. You can create your own character. The um, the gameplay loop is what kind of draws you into it. You what you're doing is basically you're hunting these monsters in order to get their to get their pelts and create more gear. The and the the harder monsters to kill, the stronger the gear is. So and they always coming out with newer and stronger monsters. For example, they just came out with like the Iceborne expansion back in November. That's a whole nother game full of animals. So it's time to well, I'm about to gear up and go kill some more animals again. Is what I'm about to do. But yeah, man, uh, addicting gameplay loop. Multiplayer was amazing because we we played multiplayer on that so many times. It's just it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, you know it's crazy. The first one was the first monster in the game was I was playing on PSP. Damn. Yeah, that and I don't know, it was so dope because I you know, I did a trade for a trade. I was playing a Naruto game and the guy mm-hmm. that I traded the game for it had Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, you can trade games for a week. But I fell in love with it, but I don't know. I was like, man, probably pop I was just in a different mindset back then. Mm-hmm. Like I like Monster Hunter World, but I didn't love it like you. Yeah, man. I and I've always and I've always wanted to play like um, a game like that. I mean, I played. Um, there are games kind of like that, like God Eater. It's kind of like Monster Hunter World, but in an entirely different setting. But it has the same gameplay loop. I played that for a little bit, but it was it was a port for the PS Vita, and graphics were trash. And I can't play a, an ugly game too. If you're if you enjoy if you enjoy gigantic monsters if you if you like godzilla hunting and cooking if you like hunting and you like cooking and you enjoy godzilla monster hunter world it's for you i okay i'm no I, i'm just not gonna question why you still saying it like that it's, but we're just gonna move just on monster just hunter move. world stop we're <laughs> 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 we gonna move on to my 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 final one is 
and the reason why I picked this one, bro, when we was in college, that's all we played for a good year mm-hmm. was Modern Warfare 3. Man, it, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Everybody was on <laughs> Modern Warfare 3. It was, man. Every single body. If you didn't even, even if you didn't have a game, you was on it. I remember one of our homeboys stayed up in another one of our homeboys' dorm room all night playing the game on his TV. Oh yeah, he got banned from the room. He was yeah. like, "Bro, you gotta go. You gotta go, bro. <laughs> you gotta go. Don't come back for a couple of days, though." You, he said, like, "You still playing the game, bro?" Shout out to him. Shout out to shout out to the whole squad. <laughs> shout out to him, man. Y'all already know who y'all is. Yeah, but that that's crazy because. It, that said, Homeboy had it on Xbox, mm-hmm. and I played it so much, I had to get it on my PS3. Yeah. And I was just like, bro, I got to find people who own PS3. And I was like, bro, we got to play Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, man. Because the story was on point. The the the, the multiplayer was on point. It the was just, side ops. Yes, bro. The, the co-op, the co-op kind of like, it's kind of like Modern Warfare's version of Zombies, but... They were like, um, they were just computer, they were just computer oh, bots. Black Ops versions of zombies? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. But it is, man, that game was everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere that time, man. I, I couldn't, you couldn't go down the street with, without saying, oh, you, you on, you on Modern Warfare? You on MW3? All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. 1v1, bro. 1v1. 1v1. That, and that was, you know, before the 2K thing hopped off real big. Because that was, that was when 2K first uh, did the My Player when Modern Warfare 3 yeah. came out. Because My Player came out on 2K in 2012. Because I, I wanted that game, but I didn't get it. I just mm-hmm. got the 2011. Well, 2011 had My Player too. It did? Yeah. Well, that's the one. Oh, yeah, it sure did. It sure did. But I, like think, it, I think either 2, 2K9 or 2K10 was when it first came out, but. Now, when you're talking about twenty, when you're talking about two K twelve, that's when it started get, started getting good. That's yeah. when they started introducing VC, and yeah. um, Bef- before they made you, they didn't make you pay for nothing. You just like yeah, you, you just got good. you just had to ball out. If you if you like did good in the game, that's how you got you. The only thing VC. they made you pay for was stats, and that's it. They didn't make you pay for the accessories. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. You could you had to play good to be to had to be swagged out in um. In my player back then. Yeah. Now you gotta buy everything. But yeah, Sad. yeah, man. You know, it was just that was one of them games. That was one one of those things you had to be there for that time period to experience the full extent of that game. Yeah, man. Because everybody was everybody was playing. It was you before like before that. I didn't even I didn't even play sports games before I get, before I oh, went to college. Oh, you mean uh, Modern Warfare? That was Modern Warfare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, two yeah, K. Well, I'm talking about two K, but Modern Warfare, man. Yeah. I mean, I've always played. I started playing Call of Duty. What? I played Call of Duty two. Then I kind of laid off a little bit. Played Black Ops. Used to play that with my cousin all the time. And then Modern Warfare three came out, and it was over. Pandemonium. It was over, bro. Everybody played Modern Warfare three. Yeah, man. Yeah, you you know how it goes. Indeed, indeed. Modern Warfare three around there. So what what's your um number four? I mean, number five. My number five. Um, trying to think. So I got I got two games in mind. I want to first let me bring out an honorable mention. Uh, since we're talking about shooters, uh, Control. I mean, <laughs> Titanfall Two. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but you took Control off the list. 
Mm, no, I'm not. Titan, Control is still on the list, but Titanfall 2 is going to be my honorable mention. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to put in the honorable mention before I uh, went ahead to my fifth one. Titanfall 2, very near and dear to my heart. If you love Call of Duty, if you love uh, robots, play Titanfall 2. But my real top five of 2010 has to be Control. I picked it up a couple of I picked up a couple days ago on a kind of a whim because I never played it. It came out last year. I always wanted to play it, but I never got a, got a, got around to it. I can't put it down. Yeah. I've been I've been playing it for like a year. It is crazy. Like uh, I haven't been playing it. It feels like a year. I haven't been playing it for a year. But mm-hmm. what basically what what it is is Control is kind of this science fiction, uh, black science kind of hodgepodge so you play as a character named Jesse named Jesse Faden she's a Jesse Smollett I don't know <laughs> no this is a, this is a white woman <laughs> it's Jean Grey yes it's Jean Grey she's got red hair she's she's a young white lady and she has psychic powers yeah and she's Jean Grey that's that's pretty much what it is I think you said that already but okay yeah but yeah, she she she's bad. And then on top of that, so you got a character, you got a badass character with these powers. And what they do is they expound upon that with the world. So the whole the entire game takes place in this uh in this office building called the Federal Bureau of Control. And you're just and you end up walking through the door, becoming the new CEO. And now you gotta now you gotta solve all the problems. The enemies are kind of they're not scary, they're weird and they're creepy, but they they're not really scary. And um, it's the difficulty spikes throughout the game sometimes. But one thing is always gonna stay the same is first of all the graphics are amazing. I've never seen a game on the on the console with this type of foot graphical fidelity. First of all, the um, the motion capture is amazing. The lip sync is perfect. The characters look like they're real life models, like exactly like them. And on top of that, particle physics. When I tell you, she when she pulls when she pulls things off the ground, things start breaking. You can break all the wood from like a shelf or things like that. When she shoots the gun. Particles fly everywhere. There's it can it can even at times it gets a little too much for the screen, but and the frame rate can drop. But other than that, this game it's hard to explain. Man. Just just look up Control gameplay on YouTube. If you like power fantasy video games, if you like science fiction, if you like um, if you like games that kind of base their world on on like lore kind of like dark souls and things like that and if you like third person shooters you'll enjoy control just like i did and i currently am and if you like gene gray you definitely will too <laughs> okay <laughs> bro it's dark phoenix bro that's who that's who you play as you play as dark phoenix she got a fire intro music or something too when she come in pop in that's not fire bub <laughs> <laughs> that, that Twilight is, Zone on that bitch. Nah, bro. Nah, that's not that's not hitting. Um, well, so 
That's that's your top five. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my top five. So we we gonna come up with a list together to make out the top five uh, anime of the decade because okay. there's a lot. So we just gonna make one that we know just like there's yeah. a, there's there's a eight ton of anime that came out. Yeah. Some um some um short, some um you know still going on, some of them that need to end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm looking at you, One Piece. Don't do that. Don't you do that, <laughs> <laughs> bro? One Piece has 700 episodes, doesn't it? No, it's over 800. Almost over 800. What the fuck? I, I think it's close to over a thousand now, bro. Wouldn't that would take like a year to watch the whole thing? If you if you had other obligations in your life, you had to go to work and go to sleep. You could literally watch One Piece for a year, and that'd be the only thing you watch. I did that for like three months. One <laughs> when I caught up, when I caught up, I was like, yeah. Because at one point when, when before Country Road was big, mm-hmm. you know, we used to have to find anime. Yep. Online. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Millennials take note. I don't know nothing about this. Um, but. Yeah, it was one point where they skipped from episode like, uh, not episode, but season seven to like season eleven, and so much stuff happened. I was just like, bro, what, what is going on? Yeah, there's so many new characters. So I had spent like a whole three months trying to catch up to where I was, and now I just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too invested in to not, to not watch. Bro, I haven't watched an episode of One Piece since it came on Four Kids TV. On Fox Channel, bro, that 20. was like in like 2003, wasn't it? Exactly, bro. I because it's 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 too much. It's bro, it's 800 episodes. I would rather wait until they finish the entire series. I'm not doing that. And then I might go. I might go back and no, watch you're a not. little bit. No, you're not. Probably don't not. don't lie to yourself. No, I'm not gonna. No, hell no. I ain't All right, shit. but let's go. From we gonna start from we gonna count down from five mm-hmm. and then end up at one. Okay, so. For number five, what, what would you say? Number five, um, let's say, uh, um, let's say my number five would be Soul Eater. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, I forgot about that one. Soul Eater, man, I love Soul Eater, man. It's just the concept is so crazy, and the uh, and the characters. They're they're so out there. You got so, like <laughs> so explain what, what's going on with Soul Eater now. Okay, so basically what Soul Eater is is um, it takes place in a world where basically the uh, the Death Angel or the Grim Reaper he basically has his own academy of students. These students are called Meisters and I believe Demon Weapons. Am I if I'm yeah, not mistaken? It's like because some they, everybody has to have a partner. Yep. And their partner turns into some type of weapon. Yeah, so you got, let's say you got this one. So, for example, you got the main character, Maka. She's a meister. She's, um, she controls her, her, death um, scythe. yeah, her death scythe, who is Soul. His name's Soul. He turns into a scythe, and she fights with him. And they kind of have to work together and keep their rhythms in check in order to unleash the more powerful, devastating attacks. So they take that, they take that concept, and then they introduce, um, all these characters, you got like weird people like Baba Yaga and uh, do. There's a guy named uh, Frankenstein who's like a teacher, and he has a he has this big uh, screw in his head that he keeps turning, and it makes it more powerful, I guess, or something. And then the action scenes, 
the and um that's one of the that's one of the key things I look for in an, in an anime. If I'm gonna watch it, it has to have bomb fight scenes. From even if they're just even if they're just fist fighting or they use a full on powers like Dragon Ball Z. If the fight choreography is good, nine times out of ten I've watched it. Soul Eater has some of the most craziest fights that I've seen in anime. So that's why that along with the kind of the the kind of journey that the uh, characters go on is why I think Soul Eater would be one of my top five for this decade. Okay. Okay. Alright, yeah. I, I agree with that. Because it would concur in my list. I didn't even think about Soul Eater when I was like, oh man, that, that was a good show. Yeah, man. Um, so number four. It might be triggering for some people, but Mm-mm. this is my list. <laughs> it's my opinion. And y'all better live with it or you know, just live with it. <laughs> um I'll say number four is probably Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, dog. Yeah. At first, I didn't really like it, but man, it's... I, I didn't like it. I didn't get it until... Yeah. I, I didn't get it until, like, I saw the Titans coming and how funny they was running. Yeah. That's when I got into it, because, you know, <laughs> they was running, and bruh, <laughs> <laughs> bruh, just the fact, just the fact that they, they're running and they're, like, wobbly legs yeah, and hands. Was, oh. I was like, like they were doing the Harlem Shake, man. Girl, they got a bunch of giant Sherm heads on TV is what's going on. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was the thing, man. You know, then it did it did help that they had so many abridged series of Attack yeah, on Titan that, that, that drew you into. Yeah, the, like, I think what ended up happening was because at first I wasn't really feeling Attack on Titan. Then I watched the Attack on Titan abridged on YouTube. And it was just so hilarious. And then I saw that fight scene where Aaron, Aaron turned into the Attack Titan. Yeah. And then he fought the the little the, the Emma Frost Titan or whatever. Right. Right. Man, that I was like, okay, yeah, I got to go back and watch this. And then, and then it turned out being a friend of theirs. That that was yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's the crazy part. Like the story of Attack on Titan is what kind of it's it's slow at first. Like the first season was okay. Second season turns it turns up. Like there's betrayal. There's breakthroughs their secrets being found and man man it, it just keeps on going yeah but that I, i'll say that's number four yes mm-hmm. there's better shows than attack on titan I yes mean, they are definitely it, but but it's still it's still a good one though mm-hmm. still a good one um so you don't have no disputes on that number four all right so we was uh, okay so what, what's your number three now my number three now there might be some disputes because i know you hadn't seen this one but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain it to you. I might let you rock with it because if you see on my paper, I only have three. Anyway. <laughs> 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 only because I can't. I don't want to. I didn't want to put two of them in the same year. Yeah, I really like. Yeah. Now mine is kind of like a. Now mine is kind of like a series, but they all go under the same umbrella. It's the the Fate series. We talking about Fate Zero, Fate Apocrypha. Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. Man, first of all, it's it's confusing at first because uh, the Fate series is based off of a light novel, which is like a Japanese video game sub subgenre. Right. And um, now with the anime, they kind of base it off the same characters, but each each series is like its own alternate dimension. 
So it's kind of like you got um, like anybody who's a Marvel Comics fan, you know, you got you used to have Universe 616 and Universe 1610, uh, different universes and things like that. That's what's going on here. Like they all have the basic premise of um, all the Fate series have the basic premise that you're participating in this thing called the Holy Grail War, which is basically like a battle royale of um, eight different eight, eight different mages, and they end up summoning they end up summoning a person from the past to to fight for them. For example, uh, one one person has summoned Alexander the Great, one summoned Gilgamesh, one summoned Gilderay. The French, uh, the French homeboy of uh, Joan of Arc, is they can do they do historical characters like Shakespeare. Um, they would take it all the way back. The first uh, poison queen of Babylon as well, and then they'll they'll do like, like some far out stuff. Like for example, you can have her. They could summon somebody like Hercules. But at the end of the day, it's not really about what character you summon. It's about can you win this war because the war is for this thing called the Holy Grail, which can grant the um, winner any wish that they want. So I know it's a complicated premise, but hear me out. Fight scenes a one. I've never I haven't seen fight scenes this ferocious, this well done, this this out this way out there in anime. There's crazy. There's particle effects going on on screen. There's people doing sonic booms. There's gigantic balls of fire beams being summoned. This uh, the fight. The fight scenes in Fate better than Dragon Ball Z. Fight me if you want to. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, you did show me a fight scene that was really good, but in in Dragon Ball Z's defense, it was just a different time period. And it was. For the limitations well, of of technology, then, but well, we gonna it, go, we gonna we gonna fight, we gonna go to Dragon Ball Super then. Ultra Instinct broke the internet, though. <laughs> <laughs> but fate, fate broke time, though. Just only in that series, but that's okay. Man, I, I'll it let you rock with that number three, though. It, it's because you showed me a fight scene that was pretty cool. It, it was, was brother, cool. and the crazy thing about that fight scene, I'm talking about the fight scene between anybody who's watched Fate, uh, Fate Apocrypha. We're talking about the fight scene between Achilles and Kron. That that fight scene, that was a little bitty fight scene. When we finish this, I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna show him um, that Sun God versus uh, the other dude. I can't remember, but yeah, we gonna y'all gotta watch. All right, all right. So I'm gonna let you rock with it. I'm gonna let you rock with it. Uh, my number two I put on the table. Now, the reason why I can't put it in number one because it just came out. Mm-hmm. Demon Slayer, man, Bruh, Demon Slayer. You were talking about particle effects and all that, mm-hmm. Bruh, I'm telling you, Demon Slayer, amazing story. I, I, I hope that the same studio that has done the first season mm-hmm. is doing the second season. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they're doing the movie too. Because yeah. you know, because you know, it's supposed to be a movie coming out. Yep. But, but it's still continuing the story because that's is exactly where it left off because they on the train now. Yeah. And this, and just like how Persona changed my mind about you know a lot of dungeon crawlers, mm-hmm. this has changed my mind. I'm probably going to start reading the anime, not anime, but mm-hmm. reading the manga. Yeah. Just to stay on top of it because it's just like, yo, the story is pretty cool about he. He 
want to she want to redeem you know turn his sister back into human because she got turned into a demon mm-hmm. um and he's doing this all basically for for his family mm-hmm. and he's really not doing it for the accolades he don't want to be the strongest he just want to be strong enough to accomplish his goal mm-hmm. and dip out yeah he wants to make sure his sister's straight the, the, the reason i love demon slayer the colors man i sounds like a kid the colors i like the colors bro you don't understand as you know how some animes can seem kind of like washed out or kind of like they seem kind of like or they seem kind of flat right uh i get what you're saying i get what bro. you're saying in demon slayers they have the colors kind of pop out at you it's, it's all like, vibrant and stuff it's like watching watercolors in motion well that, that's funny that you say it but but uh tanjiro is you know his his style is the water style yeah he got the water style he's so it in it's so fluent and so beautiful mm-hmm. how how the how the studio did, does it yeah and the way that it makes the floor it's just like it's just flowing water yeah. and it's kind of like in the when they when he uses the water the water style the water is kind of like anybody who's watched like looked at ancient japanese drawings how they draw the water and it kind of right. looks kind of like a it's a deep pastel blue and it's kind of uniform but it's 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 strange it's kind of regal in a way yeah yeah because you know from him being of the breather of the sun because i i i believe that tanjiro is actually a breather of the sun that uses the water style mm. and now breathing of the sun is basically like he he uses fire if, yeah. if y'all don't get yeah. that but because his his dad um taught him a dance the the uh, the uh sun dance yeah and and, and it's probably from the actual original breather of the sun user that taught him that da- dance to you know pass it down to generations but you know yeah he might be able to do maybe next season he'll do like some multiple styles or something Probably, probably, but it's a very good show, and it stood out so much that I was just like, bro, I, I was watching that. I'll watch it over and over again. So th- that's why this is my number two. It will be number one, but it just came out. So, yeah. so you you got you got any objections to that or no? I, I I have no objections, man. Demon Slayer is amazing. All right, all right. So what's what's the number one that we can decide on? I think um, hmm. so. I got a, I got one. I got one that I want to think that I'm thinking about um, because a lot of the anime that I like were from they kind of came out before 2010. Like you know, uh, Naruto. Um, we're not doing no continuation. So exactly. So, so Boruto is out of the question. I wouldn't even. Nah, Boruto is not was not even nor towards exactly. the question. Exactly. I wouldn't even want to say Boruto. Bro, if you said that, I would have told you get out, man. <laughs> Boruto is not. First of all, Boruto doesn't make this list because I don't want to say it's trash. It, it's not. Don't, it, we try to refrain from the word trash, but um, yeah, um, it's not. Is I would say it's a disappointment. Yeah, definitely, definitely that. Going coming off of Naruto, how how influential to the anime community it was, you know, mm-hmm. and just how much how much like time is time and just time that it it put to to get on the top tier anime mm-hmm. and boruto seems to just to fall a little bit short of that and it feels like what i'm watching is just is standing on the shoulders of what built before instead of being its own thing yeah now the now 
the action in Boruto for the movie, it was fire. I like I like action. I'm an I'm an action movie type of guy. But other than that, like the main reason what made Naruto nostalgic for me was that kind of that kind of that kind of drive Naruto had and the way he would overcome his obstacles and not only him, the other characters in the story, like for example when like uh in the tuning exam arc when um well the, the Sasuke retrieval arc rather when Choji fought Chojiro and he and he got those wings and he beat it. He was like, man, you you rooted for Choji, you rooted for um, Neji when he fought the Spider Dude, you rooted for Sakura when she fought Eno during the tuning exam arc. You don't really root for these for the new guys because they, they don't they don't give you nothing to root for. Yeah, there's they, uh, they other than really uh, you kind of feel sorry for uh, Sarada because mm-hmm. like she, all she want to do is uh, get approval from her dad and she doesn't feel like it, but he actually does. Yeah, he. I don't, Sasuke, he got one arm, man. He like a whole, he like a whole Vietnam vet out here now, bro. I'm not gonna comment, but okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna comment, but okay. Yeah. So, what, 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 what is your, what do you believe that is number one? Number one, uh, I think it's, it's hard to make a number one. I'm just gonna throw a name out there. We can agree or we can disagree. Uh, My Hero Academia. Boy, we must be thinking on the same thing because that was <laughs> on my list. <laughs> that that right there, that anime right there, bruh. Like just the fact from how funny it was when it first came out, mm-hmm. the fact that see that it Deku didn't have no powers, and yeah, just see how he growed. Yeah, you kind of it felt like you were kind of watching his journey, like when he. But well, it, the cut. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, this is is it, he says in the beginning. This is the story how he became the greatest hero ever. Yeah. Ever. So this is him telling his story about how he already the greatest hero. Yeah. So he's just telling you what happened. So this is basically technically a flashback. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy, like because like most most animes as they go on. You mm-hmm. don't really. They, the main goal is to try try to establish attachment for the main character. Like it, it came so quick for me when my when um I think I believe in the first episode where he was training to get the power from All Might, and then when he finally got to that point and he bust out crying, man, that shit was it was hilarious and it was like man like because you know how it feels to work hard and achieve your goals. And it kind of it kind of felt like that in like anime form. Yeah, yeah. So Deku was pretty straight. Um, Bakugo, even yeah. though he can be a dick, he can yeah, be a dick. asshole. <laughs> but he, you can tell that he his heart is in the right place. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know how to express it. Yeah, he's he kind of like that that kid in in school that was a bully, but really just thought that was how you made friends. I yeah. think that's Bakugo. Yeah, yeah, but it just—it's just crazy how, especially from like new episodes now. Mm-hmm. I, I got to watch the new episode that came out yesterday, but you know, mm-hmm. but it—it's it, crazy, crazy how how the character development is is really good with them from from uh what was that Todoroki? Oh yeah, yeah, from him being from him being like oh this is the top tier guy to now he's kind of in the background and you waiting for what he got to do. Yeah, he he's kind of falling back in the background. 
Yeah, because he was like the he was the kind of not even like a dark horse or anything. He was he was one of the best students in the class, and now it seems like everybody else is kind of getting into their own, and their powers are kind of outshining him, right? Right, right. Because you know, I guess you know everything that glitters ain't gold. Yeah. But I feel like he's 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 waiting to to pop out because eventually, because he's working on his getting getting his hero license. Him and Bakuka. Okay. So, because they, they the only two that fail. What? They only two that fail in the you know exam like the exam to get yeah. their um hero license. I'm I gotta catch up, man. Yeah. Oh man, I'm spoiling the story. Never mind. Shit. I'm spoiling the story, <laughs> dog. Shit, it's all good. I'm gonna go back and watch it. See oh ya. man. My bad. I'm sorry. You good, Mike? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. So that's so we got so let's, let's recap. We got um, what was number five? Soul Eater. Okay, number five was Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. Number four was Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three was Fate Apocrypha. Number two was Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. And number one, My was, Hero Academia. Okay, okay, okay. So you know, this being the decade episode, um, we we looked back on the past decade. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for the new for the new decade for the next ten years. Um, I would say that I hope that is a good one, you know. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I I think at the in the long run, there's nowhere to go but up. That's like the natural time progression of time. Right. There's nothing. All this stuff that we've been talking about is only gonna get better and better over time. Not, not even that, bro. What, what you got for life in the next two years, though? Man. Just not not well, not personal, but you know, just. Just in general ideas of, yeah. of just where people should go as a as a whole. Man, I think first of all, social media is gonna become. I'm kind of paranoid about social media. Why is that? Because basically, like we were saying earlier, it's basically like a diary of your life. Right. But, but people the, are already reading it. Yeah. Been reading it. Exactly, and diaries are supposed to be secret. So. It's kind of weird because somebody could never meet you before in their entire life. And they feel like they know you. Exactly. And that's and that's kind of like what a lot of celebrities feel like. But it's 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 a strange concept to me because I'm we I'm just a regular Joe, average Joe Schmo, and it's it would be weird. If what if cuz because what if companies took that information? They do. What are you talking about? They do. I know they do because you know uh 23 and me, the DNA company they sell they sell their customers DNA and uh, they their DNA identity. Yeah, excuse me. Well, allegedly, we, we can't say. We well, can't allegedly, say allegedly. Well, er, everything is allegedly. Yes, this is these are all allegations until proven false. But um, twenty three and Me is selling supposedly selling people's DNA information to life insurance companies. Due to the fact that based on your genetic makeup, they can predict when you're going to die, uh, and yeah, charge your uh, premiums uh, oh, according to that. Dang, that's scary, bro. Damn, it make you scared, <laughs> bro. When I tell you when I when I read that, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I am so glad I did not do a DNA uh, checkup on that shit. Alright, but you know, what is some advice that you would give to people to go into, you know, 2020 up until uh, 2030? Keep your antivirus software up to date 
Um, number one, <laughs> keep 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 some protection on your pubes. Don't be raw dogging the internet. You never raw dog the internet. Number two, if you have a carrier, if you have like a conventional internet carrier, don't download anything illegal because they will trace it. And they will send a cease and desist to your house, and they will sue you. Number three, don't put everything on social media. That I, should be a given, though. But you know, it should people. it should be a given, but it's not though. There's so many people out there that put their entire life. They they basically their Facebook is bi- is biography. They should have wrote a book and sold it. Yeah, they ha- there are people that have. But it's it's just crazy. Don't 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 do that to yourself. Don't set yourself out like that, because something's gonna one day you're gonna be applying for a job or something. And I know I sound like an old I sound like an old head, but you're gonna be applying for a job. You don't say you, you don't just sound like an old. You gotta sound like an OG. Just look out for them. Yeah, I'm looking out for all the youngins. But um, yeah, uh, I'll say advice for people. Just. Don't stress out if if you're not at where you want to be, especially like, cause you know we we almost thirty now, bro. We, yeah, we, bro. We're not late twenties. So here, so if you're not where you want to be, you see people progressing so mm-hmm. fast. That's not your journey. That's theirs. Exactly. Stop Everybody. putting pressure on you to progress that fast. Mm-hmm. Just put in the work ethic, and people will take notice. Yeah. So. Um, you don't have to achieve things the fastest, but if you be consistent enough, mm-hmm. eventually you will achieve them. Um, it's all about finding happiness, man. Find your happiness. Mm-hmm. Stop being complacent and don't and be aware mm-hmm. when you being complacent and stop stop you know BSing. Mm-hmm. You know, stop stop BSing. Love you, love yourself. Love yourself because don't matter if you're in a relationship or not. The person, the person that you with is not gonna love you like you like you want to be loved. Cause hey, yeah. if you don't get that love from yourself, then where you gonna get it from? You got to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. Yeah, that's thanks. where it starts first. Because when you love yourself, you set you set the standard. You set that standard, and you and if you love yourself enough, you're gonna hold yourself to that standard. And that's going to allow you to branch out and extend yourself to other people. You're going to be able to, you're going to be more in control of yourself. You're going to be able to handle your habits better. You're going to be able to address things better. You're going to be like, if something happens to you, you, you're not going to go off the deep end. You're just going to, just going to regroup. I love myself too much to let this affect me. And I'm going to continue to work harder so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that, man. Yeah. Like that. So I got a street degree in psychology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on, on that note, man, you know, it's been a good pleasure talking to my boy. Uh follow him at J underscore Nal. You can follow the podcast at Jack Antis that J A C A N T I C S. At Instagram. You can follow me at that boy Bailey three. Um, you know, just shout out, follow the page. You know what it is, and you know we're jacked up on tech and the answers for everything else. 
Until next time, which will be pretty soon. Indeed, indeed. Peace. Peace. I'll let you boy, man.